Welcome to Allison's Wonderland. I'm your host, Allison Packard. Join us as we journey through the looking glass and down the rabbit hole into the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Hey, do a girl a favor and please subscribe to this podcast and go on iTunes and leave us a good review. If you like the show, please help spread the word. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. Now, you actually, uh, from what I read, started your career in music as a singer. Yes, I think career is a strong word. I was a singer, (laughs) (laughs) artistically passionate about Mm -hmm. singing and about music. And I remember making the conscious choice to pursue acting Mm. over music because I felt like I had a better chance of being successful in acting, that there were I felt like musically, yes, I have a great voice and I'm a great musician, but there are other people who can do what I do. And I wasn't, whereas I felt like in acting, I could do something that other people can't do. Why did you feel that way? Probably self-doubt, to be honest. Probably self-doubt in music. music. Mm. And it felt scarier. I think there's something still about singing that Mm. feels scarier, that feels more personal, Mm -hmm. that your singing voice is so tied to your self-identity and your sense of self-worth and so if that's rejected yeah then what am I versus acting I could be someone else mm-hmm. so if they don't like what I'm doing over there well that could be for a thousand different reasons I'm playing a fake person I don't have to be me whereas with music I had to be myself and that's part of been the transition at post this game coming out is getting coming to terms with now People know me, not just my characters, but people want to know me, the person, and how can I stand in my own power and in my own self-worth and allow myself to be seen in a way Mm. that I had not allowed myself to be seen before. That's so interesting because I was looking at some of your singing videos that you've posted to YouTube, Mm -hmm. and um, one of the comments was uh, a lot of people had commented Lady D, Lady D, she's so great. And and one person said, enough about Lady D. Like, I'm here for Maggie. Like, Aww. I want to hear Maggie's yeah. voice. And that's so interesting. There's always this idea of, like, there's stars that are public stars that share so much with the public. And then there's others who keep uh, more personal stuff close to the heart. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you're somebody that keeps more personal stuff close to the heart? I think I try to share emotional truth, but mm, not necessarily yeah. factual truth. Like I don't share a lot. <laughs> that sounds really weird and shady, mm. but I'm not lying <laughs> to you, I swear. I understand. Um, but I'm not sharing necessarily the details of my personal life, mm-hmm. my family, mm-hmm. my close friends. Mm-hmm. If they're not in the industry, I don't tag them. I don't mm. do things like that because I'm trying to protect them. Mm. It's one thing for me to engage in the level of fandom and the level of what is the word I'm looking for exposure exposure yeah critique that can happen on the internet it's Mm -hmm. another thing to subject people who didn't necessarily ask for that to it so I try to keep that and then aren't reaping any reward yes exactly with industry people I'm more than happy to tag them if I can help them along Mm -hmm. or boost them in some way so I try to keep that boundary intact and to keep the details of my private life intact but I always want to share emotional truth if I'm overwhelmed by something 
I tell them, <laughs> my fans, I just joined their Discord. There's a group of my fans that have started a kind of, I call it, I lovingly call it a cult. Um, <laughs> but they started a cult and they have a Discord, the Amazing. Blood Bags. And I joined it the other day and very Is it quickly. For Maggie I was, Robertson? It's like, the blood bags. I think, I think now maybe they've put my name in there somewhere, but uh -huh. you know, they, they do their own thing and I joined them to say hi. And then very quickly I was like, wow, this is a lot. Bye. <laughs> um, uh -huh. which they totally understand. So I'm always <laughs> trying to share my emotional truth of what is scary and what is not scary or mm -hmm. what fills me with joy and what makes me a grumpy little gremlin. So mm -hmm. that's. That's, I guess, how I try to parse that out. And that's so much why we're here, right? As mm -hmm. actors, as artists, to share our emotional truth and yeah. connect with others in that way. And it's really powerful to have a platform. That was one of the things that I wasn't expecting. I mm -hmm. think when you say to yourself, I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to make this my career, you often think about how your roles or your projects that you're in will impact people and change people's lives. But you don't often think about, oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> tea. Sure. Look at this amazing tea set. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Um, Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, you don't necessarily think about how you, the person, outside of your characters mm -hmm. and your projects can impact people's lives and affect change. So that's been kind of the beautiful part of post-game release newness but also the scary part of now the pressure's on because what I say and what I do matters mm -hmm. it has mm -hmm. a very immediate effect on the people around me so yeah it's both wonderful and it's terrifying <laughs> but it can be really it is really powerful to me to be able to create that kind of community that openness and that yeah. safe space for people to come to my platforms, come to my sites and come as you are. You don't have to be anyone other than yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been something that's been very important to me to foster. There's no, you don't need to. Acceptance. Yeah, self-acceptance. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. That's something I feel within your world as well. That's always so welcoming. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, that is such a responsibility to, I mean, what was like, the transition from like even fan your fan base before would you say to like now I mean. before <laughs> it was zero before the fan base was my mom <laughs> and <So> now <laughs> the fan base was a party of one <laughs> and now it is um global which is weird mm -hmm. and weird and by weird I mean cool it's really cool to be able to have a global impact mm. and a global reach yeah. and uh, have people from all over the world writing me to tell me how much this character or me means to them and has helped them through hard times or things like that it's been really cool and it's opened a lot of doors there's it's mm. opened a lot of doors that I would not have even known existed if it weren't for having a platform that is allowing me to speak to communities that I wouldn't have been able to speak to or have enough of a following on Instagram that people want me to come on interview shows or mm -hmm. play Dungeons and Dragons, a live stream, you know, those kinds of opportunities are now available and accessible to me. And it's also exciting too, as I kind of shift my perspective as I think all of us should do or will do eventually in our careers, I had initially labeled myself as I am just an actor. Mm -hmm. And if I 
And in order to be, in order to call myself a professional actor, I need to be making all of my money on acting. And Mm -hmm. that is a myth. Mm -hmm. And in reality, nobody in Hollywood or anywhere makes all of their money in acting. We all have lots of different revenue streams in place at any one given time. So really it's less about being one thing and more Mm -hmm. about being a creative and an artist and an entrepreneur. And as I continue to expand and grow and open myself up to what new content I can create for Mm -hmm. myself, what new labels I can create for myself, I know that I have a platform and a fan base that mm-hmm. we that loves me and will mm-hmm. be with me on that journey and ready to receive any sort of art I put out into the world. Like your music. Like music. Like Vampy Heart, my little cartoon yes. character. So Vampy yeah. Heart, get derpy. Yeah. Let's talk about Vampy Heart. Okay. So yeah, I, I think I first a couple of months ago started getting your newsletters. Mm-hmm. You subscribe to my newsletter? That's super cute. Of course cute. they do. Yeah. Of course they do. And so I was just wondering, how did Vampy come about? Vampy came about, (laughs) again, I kind of, (laughs) I'm a crazy person, but I, so when I was younger, I was very much into visual art Uh and acting terrified me. I did not want to be on stage. I did not want people to look at me. I wanted to only be behind the scenes. And it's kind of ironic. I moved around a lot when I was a kid, but there was a school that I went to where one year we did an art track, another year we did a drama track or something like that. And then the following year, we would have had to decide one or the other Mm -hmm. which path we wanted to go down. Uh And I had decided that I was going to do art, Uh did not want anything to do with acting. And then I moved, changed schools and fell into drama. And that kind of launched me on the path that I'm on Mm -hmm. today. But visual art is where I started. And when I started doing autograph signings and by started I mean like I was not a professional I just really enjoyed it and it made me happy to connect with the fans to connect and then when I started doing autograph signings I would just start doing little doodles Mm. on their prints to add a more personal touch and to make it feel like I'd really touched each one and Uh. made them individual and put a little bit of care and love into each print and so he kind of came into being through that and then my creative crazy brain just started adding all of this lore and these stories behind him Mm -hmm. and I just kept drawing him and was doing it in my free time for fun just for me and yeah that's him so yeah at the moment he's still just something I do for fun and I will I do have lots of fun plans for him in the future and we'll see what I can make happen Would, would he have his own show maybe I don't know. I think it would be really cool if he did or a children's book. I kind of started to write a little children's book with him. I was, it was like 3 a.m. and I woke up and I was like, it must be this. And then I furiously was writing it down. That's That's how my brain works. Uh (laughs) I'm peak creative at midnight. So (laughs) yes. So that's kind of where I see him. And he's just silly and derpy and fun and is also about this whole idea of come as you are be who you are mm-hmm. be goofy be weird that's what's what makes you cool and interesting and funny so yeah. so derpy would it what, how would you define derpy oh gosh i don't know if i know did you coin that term no that, absolutely I, not okay no i wish but no i to me derpy i don't know what the technical definition be would be but to me derpy is just like silly and goofy uh-huh. and stay derpy doobity doo yeah uh-huh. I, <laughs> that's my definition doobity doo does he have a voice is that his voice 
I don't know. I haven't settled on or voice I, yet to I, him. Who am, I, who am I to define his, his word? They, well, he's, he's he, they, he's for he, sure. And okay. it's kind of funny when you, I didn't expect this. Maybe mm-hmm. you know this because you're a writer as well. But when I created him, immediately he felt very familiar. And there were things yeah. that I just instinctively knew. So I know that he's pretty gender playful and mm-hmm. gender fluid. And he likes to dabble and is neither one nor the other. So that's been kind of interesting when you create something completely from scratch, how mm-hmm. much just feels right. You can feel when it's right. And when you're still kind of like, okay, that's close, but it's not quite it. How do I find it? But when you feel it in the pocket, you immediately are like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. It's effortless. Yeah. I never experienced that before because I'd never created something new. I'd always worked on creating my interpretation of something other people had created. Yeah. So that's been a fun experience. Wow, that's so. So, where can our viewers get more derpy? <laughs> um, they Vampy can Heart. do that at adventuresofvampyheart dot. Oh no, adventures of Vampy Heart on Instagram, and then Vampy underscore Heart. I should have prepped this beforehand. I think <laughs> okay. it's Vampy Heart on Twitter. Well, you can send it to me. We'll include it in the link. Great, amazing. We love editing, but yeah, I have fallen off the bandwagon with him, but. I will get back on the bandwagon. Yeah. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll get a free vampy. Uh-huh. So. Well, it's like what you and I were discussing about how when you are a multi-hyphenate, you can't really have every single ball in the air all at the same time. Yeah. You, you've got to have some on the back burner, and then you bring those to the front that are giving you the most life. Yes. Seasons. Seasons. Mm-hmm. This is... We're soon to be coming on. Well, I'm. I mean, curious. Like, is this is a music season upon us? Are we going to get more music? I hope a music season is upon us. I'm currently in a season of trying to sort out the behind the scenes of my life to make that stable, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I'll be able to tackle new artistic projects and endeavors on top of that. Yeah, because you're still pretty new to this. Town. I'm still pretty new to this town. Pretty new to this business. Yeah. My business was essentially created overnight when yeah. this game came out. So then it's been a process of me kind of furiously trying to establish infrastructure around an already existing business. You have your publicist. Assembling the team was such a huge part of that. And and outsourcing, learning to outsource Mm -hmm. and being willing to outsource so that I can be operating fully within my creative zone of genius and not being bogged down by the little things that just exhaust me but don't fill me. Yeah, like what would that be? admin i'm not built for admin i (laughs) should not be doing any of that yeah that's pretty much the big one which is ironic because a lot of my jobs out of college were admin jobs and i found it much easier to do that for other people somebody else for (laughs) for somebody else i'm like all about organization and then for myself i'm like (gasps) what's happening Uh um so putting those systems into mm-hmm. place. And your business does take it because you have your voice acting. Mm-hmm. You have your mocap mm-hmm. on camera when that comes. Yeah, um, I'm going to try to get back into that, I think, yeah. and continue to explore the other avenues of how I can be creative and be an actor and let my talent shine. And and also I miss I miss that kind of what I love about theater is the team and the collaboration mm-hmm. part of it yeah. that you're creating within a group. And there's a lot of discussion. And I felt like often when I did theaters with great directors, you know, you you have a say in the creative process and you have ownership over what you're creating. Yeah. And I think that's been the biggest learning curve for me with voiceover is so much of what you do is alone. 
and you're just, you are the director, you are the casting director, you are the lighting uh, (laughs) operator, the cameraman, the the sound designer, you are all of it, recording engineer, mixing (laughs) editor, oh my gosh. So you just are alone, you're working alone constantly. And I am now actively seeking out collaboration yeah how can I get other people involved in my creative process instead of just me so yeah Mm -hmm. that's exactly where I'm at too Mm -hmm. it is you know after years and years of never leaving the booth and then a global pandemic that you know prior to that we would go in for auditions right we would go to Elaine Craig or Voicecaster and or go in for sessions at the very least Yeah. And so now it's like whenever there's an opportunity, you can record from home or go in. I'm like, go in. I don't go care in. if it's just me and an engineer. It's I like, do the same thing. I'm like, nope, I need to go in. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's such a breath of fresh air. That's why often booking the job, your job, mm. your nine to five job is auditioning. Yeah. But then when you book the job, you get to go into a session that feels like you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. That's the breath of fresh air. That's just joy and creative fulfillment. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Allison Packard. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to let you know that if you like the show, please, please, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. So how, how do you approach when you get an audition? What's your process like? That's a great question. Do you need some more tea for that? I wish I knew. <laughs> yeah, you taught me off. Taught me off. I'm, I'm talking too much, so it's still, there's a lot of it in there. <laughs> I'm apparently chugging the herbal tea. Mm, it's yummy. Thank you. Uh, what is my process? Well, you know... If I've received any information about the project, I start by looking up the project and seeing, or if I don't know the name of the project itself, but I know the game developer or I know the studio that's creating it, if it's animation, then I can kind of look, or the um, showrunners, Mm -hmm. look at their past projects, see what their style is. And then I look at the script. I try very hard not to jump the gun and launch straight into Mm -hmm. a read and choices. I try very hard to just slow down and read the script fully, including all of the action Mm -hmm. and stage directions. Is that from your theater training at that it trains you? Sure. Yeah. We'll say yeah, because (laughs) it makes me feel like a really smart actor. So absolutely. That's all about Mm -hmm. the training that I received. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yes. And I think, One of the other things for me, learning-wise, coming from Shakespeare, language is so important. Mm -hmm. Every word, every punctuation mark is vital to your storytelling. And so understanding why those choices were made in the writing helps you make your acting choices. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's certainly an asset for me when it comes to every other component of acting work. But then I think in Hollywood, there can be a little bit more looseness around it where they want you to play and they want you to sometimes, sometimes. Not procedurals. So, no. Um, But learning when that's okay. When I can have a little bit of fun and be flexible. Uh Uh-huh. And also learning when to be flexible with the character breakdown because sometimes I read it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I could give you that read. But that's also the read that everyone else is going to give you. And yeah. let me find my own cool thing. Uh-huh. And so I put the breakdown aside and I just look at what's there. And sometimes I do the choice that is the exact opposite mm-hmm. just to shake myself out of a some preconceived, co- a preconceived notion of what it should yeah. be. 
and then from there other choices will fly or whatever that's so interesting mm-hmm. yeah and it's funny how in animation because we're you know the reality is so heightened and cartoons are often so the characters are so wild and fun but that's uh, shakespearean too heightened uh-huh. worlds heightened circumstances heightened characters so yeah yeah, yeah. do you do you feel that living in london helped you with your accents Oh, definitely. I mean, we also studied accents. So I got certified to a native standard in British RP while I was at Lambda. And then just being around them for sure, when you're living anywhere, Mm. and you're hearing it on a daily basis, it's so helpful just to ingrain that in our heads. I think a lot of times British actors are very good at doing American accents. And the same cannot always be said (laughs) of Americans doing British accents, which I think is because American media permeates all global medias. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're living in a different country, mm-hmm. you're still watching American TV shows oftentimes. And so you're hearing accents, you're hearing our accent. Whereas I think in America, we don't necessarily watch mm-hmm. shows from other countries and have those yeah. different patterns, speech patterns in our head. And there's so many different types of British so accents. So many, so many. Oh, yeah. So and cute. I am not an expert by any means. <laughs> but I like but playing. RP. But RP. <laughs> and I like playing with accents. And that gets back into music as well. It's playing with sound. It's mm-hmm. having a really attuned ear so I can pick up on the shifts and or um, doing vo- voice matching roles. You can mm. yeah, uh, pay fun. attention to pitch and how things are being crafted that way. So it all it all ties in. There's no... Every aspect of your creative artistry is combined at all times is how I felt. It's all one big connected nervous system. Uh Uh-huh. It sounds like Maggie Robertson's ecosystem might come together as well. Maybe we'll have... Uh, you know, Vampy yeah, singing little, a song um, on his own show or something. He'd be so cute doing that. So cute. <laughs> I would love to see that. He feels real. I want the best for him. I just want him to flourish uh-huh. and blossom. <laughs> <laughs> so how can our fans find you? Where's the best place? That you well, should? I'm on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. at Maggie the Bard. And I now am on YouTube, I believe, also at Maggie the Bard. You can sign up for my newsletter at MaggieTheBard.com. Uh-huh. Where else? Where else? Where Are you else? ever thinking of getting on TikTok and creating content over there? Thinking, but also, ah, so thinking. It's a lot. <laughs> Still thinking at the moment, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Do you have a lot of friends that are also voice actors? I do now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Including you now. Yay! <laughs> but yes, it is a small community, I feel. So once I got in, then now all of the dots are starting to connect of like, oh, oh, I just met you, but you know this person that I'm really close with. And oh, okay. And you live right down the street. And you live right. So many people (laughs) are in this area. Yeah. In voiceover. So yeah. Yeah. So what is next then? What is next for Maggie? Next, we're going to have to wait and see. Ah. We just had what I lovingly called the season of Maggie. I had a lot of releases come out at the end of last year. Uh And now we're in the waiting game of waiting for the next series of releases Uh to come out. And in the meantime, continuing to do what we all do, which is audition and try to book new work and Mm create the stability behind my business to so that I can continue to propel myself forward in that and maybe tackling some creative projects just for me like music or like Fampy and with the music stuff too I started to post those little video covers on Instagram but I had to kind of release my sense of perfectionism yeah and just be like you know what 
you're just going to snap along and sing a cappella, and that's what it's going to be, and that's good. If good you want to get it out, if you yeah. want to get it out, just get it out. Don't wait for all of the perfect alignment of no, you don't need to produce this. No, you don't mm. need to find musicians to help you create this cover. You could just do that, and that's good. Do you play any instruments? I play guitar. Uh-huh. Yeah, not wholly well, but enough to accompany myself on certain songs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you do as well. Yes. Um, yes. Not amazingly, yes, yeah. but, but it's fun. To, yeah. yeah. It's a great, it's a great tool for writing too, because you can just start with some chords and then start writing music, top, topping over Okay. That. So you write music nice. as well as writing scripts and things of that. I ilk. do write music. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. That's right. Cause you said you produced an album. So you wrote all your old songs in your album. I did. It was an EP. Yeah. yeah. Cute. Came out in 2018. Fun. I'll send it to you. It was okay, fun. Good. You know, the, the process of just, Creating something that is completely yours yes. is really powerful. And yeah. bringing in your team that you pull together to help make something. Was produced all the music videos. There was five music videos, oh. four of which were animated. So I worked oh, with different cool. animators. There was, you know, different ways we went about it. Some was stock footage, but then others were like all original animation, original characters and storyline. Um, and sat, one was, I found a paper artist that made these amazing vignettes. And then I had them scanned and photographed and those animated. So wow. it's almost like a moving picture book. Wow, wow, wow. That yeah. sounds so cool. It was Please deeply gratifying. My son was like one years old at the time. So it was a time when I really needed to come back to me mm-hmm. and come back to my own creative process because mm-hmm. anyone that's ever had a kid knows that they take a lot, a lot mm-hmm. from you. But Do you yeah, feel like it's made you better at acting, having him? I've heard some other In some ways. actors with children talk about that, how it forces you to prioritize and advocate for your worth because now you can't afford to say yes to the things that aren't going to pay you enough or give you what you Mm. need. I would say he's seven now. So I have enough separation from the initial Mm -hmm. changes, but I think I probably would have said that when he was two or three. And now he's just such a part of my life and such a part of my heart Mm -hmm. that it's really hard to extricate to the time before I was ever a mother. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When I have gone brought down to a single point of consciousness, not even a body, not even a human, not even a soul. And the moment I come back, I am mother. Yeah. And that's what I am. And a fascinating case study because you get to watch this being mm-hmm. come into existence and see how their imagination is so unrestricted and mm-hmm. abundant and see how they play. And see what Which they is love. so important to what we do too, yeah. and what they watch, and what they what they watch, <laughs> watch more, watch more. Yeah, you can do your work and be uh-huh. hanging with your kid. So what do you like about? It's just a market head. research okay. here, my guy. So you really want to just uh-huh. Alice again, again, okay. again? Okay, cool. Okay, but Owl House is great, though. It is great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us. Thank you for having me. It's been great to meet you. I mean, we haven't even really discussed any of your other roles. We toned in on you and Lady D, but... Um, she's still the big one probably. she's the big one mm-hmm. you have god of war ragnarok yeah that was super that, cool i mean what an amazing game danielle Basuti cool came game. on the show a couple weeks ago oh yeah uh-huh she's an old friend of mine oh, from like fun. 10 years ago so yeah that yeah, was another funny one with video games because i you know you, they have fake code names that they uh-huh. use when you audition so i walked in after I, I didn't know what i booked again so i walked into the session they were like oh by the way it's god of war ragnarok and i was like oh <gasps> 
oh, by the way, that's really cool. Ah! Um, so, yeah. yeah. Funny. Yeah. Funny how that all works. Well, it's been lovely to meet you and lovely to chat with you. And we're so excited. Wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you you guys so much for tuning in today to Allison's Wonderland. We'll be back next week with more. Don't forget to like and subscribe, as the kids say. Yes. Um, Because then you can get all the latest delivered straight to your inbox. So we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to Allison's Wonderland, where we explore the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. For more episodes of Allison's Wonderland, please visit us at www.allisonpacker.com. See you next week.